Welcome to the Man Cave Podcast with Dan Casper. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast, brought to you by Hy-Vee and Toyson Ford. I'm Dan Casper, as always. Appreciate you tuning in to this episode. On this episode, we're going to talk with our good buddy Joe Grabowski, former Badger offensive lineman, owner at Cabot Coffee in Altoona, and his former teammates, Bill Ferrario, former Badger offensive lineman, and Packer offensive lineman. Fellas, how you doing? Doing good? Doing well. Yeah? Doing good. Excited to be back. Getting ready for, I've been uh, kind of following along with your podcast. You're getting there. You're we're, get, we're getting, getting good on TikTok there too. I yeah, think, we're man. getting some yeah. headway. Uh, funny thing with TikTok, that wasn't the song I was going for, but I was like, you know what? <laughs> it posted. I'm happy. It made it out there. We did realize uh, just this morning we had some frustration the other night uh, trying to work with one of our editing programs, and we actually live streamed two videos to YouTube I just found this morning. So I was like, <laughs> delete, delete. I'm like, I'm not sure uh, what kind of choice words we had when we were making mistakes. So, but it's coming along. We're excited. Uh, Probably in the next day or two, we're going to start uh, recording some episodes, nice. and uh, probably in about a week, be dropping them. So, yeah, awesome. very excited to get that out there. Again, uh, the name to make sure everybody's out there? It's uh, 217 South Mills is the name of the podcast, and, uh, you know, I'm thinking about this. I, I should have majored in, like, IT in Madison when I went to school there. You know, I got a degree, but I think IT should have been more my focus because we're in uncharted territories where I have no idea what we're doing. Yeah, this is learning a new language, and, uh, yeah, it's different. I don't even, they didn't even have podcasts back then, so I, I didn't even have a cell phone. That's how old I am. I was gonna say, did was IT even a major back? Then? I'm sorry. I just, yeah. <laughs> and Joe, Joe is old. He is pretty. Old. I just wanted that's... to be the person that brought the TV into the students when I, when, it, when, it, when it was TV day. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought IT was. <laughs> the uh, was strapped down with a ratchet strap. The old tube TV on the cart. Yep. Heck yeah. The VHS tapes falling off yes. the shelf. And, yep. yep. I was uh, doing a podcast with uh, with the Blue Golds and one of the. Uh, interns there i mentioned uh, vhs and they're like what's vhs i'm like oh god i'm there i've, mm-hmm. I've, I've i'm there now too so absolutely yeah uh hey we got a there's a sort of game coming up this weekend i don't know if you guys have heard about it uh a football game kind of a big one <laughs> a little bit uh, over there so uh do you guys you know i know bill you played at the pro level too joe uh both of you with the badgers do you guys get geeked up for when it gets to super bowl time is the you know being big football guys is that something you plan on do you do super bowl parties or anything like that so we are doing a, a we're not hosting but we're going to some friends house for super bowl you know it's being players we understand what commitment it took to get there and how how long and how hard you work to reach reach that that just that game so there's definitely an, an appreciation for it because we realize just the determination and the the grit it takes to make it to the game. So that's where my, like, when I watch it, like, I'm just like, and obviously I don't, I don't have any skin in the game, but when I watch it, it's more in, uh, as a respect, like, wow, mm-hmm. like, you guys made it to this level. It's unbelievable. It's it's huge, and it's so, so hard. Mm-hmm. I agree, and I think we also look at the logistics behind a game like this. The coach is trying to keep distractions out, and basically a game like this, all week or the, over the last two weeks, everything is potentially a distraction. So yeah. you want to keep your week as normal as possible. And from a coaches and players standpoint, you want to treat this like it's week one or week two of the season. You're just going through your Monday, your Tuesday, your Wednesday, and on Sunday's game day, and you just want to treat everything normal. 
but that is a major challenge, especially nowadays. I mean, you got celebrities involved. We got, yeah. you know, news coming out of every news source possible. Um, stories that are true, stories that are made up. So there's a lot of potential distractions and yeah, there's a lot on the line and it's going to be an exciting night. How much, you know, from a players and maybe kind of related to when you guys were getting ready for, for the Rose Bowl and such. I mean, it's two week gap until from when they last played mm-hmm. to this and all the, the hype and hoopla. I got to imagine probably chomping at the bit, like enough of this. They just want to go out on the damn field and play, right? Yeah, especially for us, like for the Rose Bowl, like it was a business trip. We went back to like two-a-days. Yeah. Like it wasn't like, a, hey, you're on vacation. This is going to be great. Uh, it became hard. Like right now, <laughs> um, you maintained that edge, and uh, you're going from you know practicing every day to now you're you're in, you're in a big bowl and. Uh, now it's back to two-a-day practices, full pack and full contact, and um, there was no let-up because it was a uh, a bowl game. It mm-hmm. actually kind of was suckish a little bit. <laughs> you know, it really was. We even still joke to this day, uh, one of the big drills during that week that you do all year long is nine-on-seven, and you do, you know, anywhere from eight to 15 plays in nine-on-seven, and it's essentially live except for linemen aren't cutting cutting each other. During the play, and uh, nine on seven at the Rose Bowl, Coach Alvarez wasn't happy. We got done with it and started the whole practice over again because we didn't go hard enough in nine on seven. So, I mean, he was laying it out there that this is a business trip. We came out here to win a game, and, uh, yeah, it's not a vacation. Like, we did get a couple benefits. You know, I think it was the first night or two. uh, We didn't have a curfew, but at the same time, too, it was expressed practices at this time tomorrow, and everybody Mm -hmm. better be ready to practice. You better not be tired. You better not – have any other issues going on right uh so yeah we knew what we were getting into and and once again that keeps that uh consistency where it's not a special game it's just another game throughout your season and mm-hmm. being able to prepare the same way i think is a benefit going into that week mm-hmm. how how you know i know it was a little bit different era but i mean how difficult was it for you guys maybe you know leading up to that to that week or to that game to kind of block out maybe the outside noise you know, it, it, was it difficult or was it pretty easy for, for you guys? Was that something that was just preached a lot so you were kind of used to it? I think it was uh, preached to us a lot in the expectation. We knew what the expectation was, and um, it was drilled into our heads. That there's no bulletin board material that we're going to say, we're here for a business trip, check the box, do the things you have to, but we are here to play a game, and that literally was just – the the echo throughout every meeting, every conversation, you know, and 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 yeah, I I didn't want to be the guy that didn't abide by that because I was so scared of the recourse of what would have happened, you mm-hmm. know. So and I think it goes back to what I said earlier about eliminating distractions. You know, Coach Alvarez was great with that. One of the simple things he did, even tickets. Uh, he used to always tell us stories the night before or the night or two before every game. And one of the stories he told was about during his playing days, having family approach him about tickets all the way leading up to the night before the game, where at Wisconsin during our time, I think it was Tuesday or maybe Wednesday, uh, the ticket list was cut off. So you had to put in your ticket request early. After that, it was just sort of out of sight, out of mind. Mm -hmm. So if somebody did ask, you had no way you could get a ticket or exchange a ticket after Mm -hmm. that day. So just little things like that where you're not able to have that distraction pop up. Our coaches were good with handling that. Mm -hmm. You you know, we hear stories a lot, too, you know, when it gets to the night before the game, you know, the the talks before, you know, whether a team brings in somebody to talk or, you know, you hear the ones where they sized them up for the rings, you know, the night before or anything like that. 
Did you guys have anything like that, you know, before a big game? Was there anything that kind of still sticks in your mind of any special talks or anything? When I was at the professional level, I had a couple different coaches bring in uh, speakers, which was enjoyable. Uh, At the college level with Coach Alvarez, it was just about consistency. We did Mm -hmm. the same thing. Home games, we went to uh, the in-towner hotel. We had our meetings. We had our dinner. We had clam chowder was one of our favorites. (laughs) We had the same clam chowder Every Friday night before a game, every year we were there. Like uh, everybody or just the offensive line? Everybody. They had clam chowder for everybody. And nope. I don't think there was anybody on the team that didn't no. like the in-towner clam chowder. Okay. I went back there years later to still get more clam chowder for yeah. the in-towner. It was just <laughs> something about it was perfect, and we were used to it. Even our meals, our breakfast, every game, same. Mm-hmm. You know, it's basically a buffet, a little bit of everything, but nothing changes every single week where you don't have something to talk about that's different. Like. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's pancakes today. Why are they here today? It's everything's identical every single week. So for us in college, home games, we'd go to a movie the night before the game, come back, have meetings, snack, go to bed. Road games, we joked that uh, Coach Alvarez was a Steven Seagal fan, which I am a huge <laughs> Steven Seagal fan as well. And on road games, we used to watch Steven Seagal movies the night before games. That's mm-hmm. awesome. So we watched Mark for Death, all, all those <laughs> night before games, and, and it was a routine. You knew what we were going to do. There was no... What are we going to do at the hotel? You knew exactly what you were going to do. That's awesome. Just set the tone for the game, watching Steven Seagal <laughs> right out the bat. That's the expectation. That's awesome. <laughs> That's so cool. Uh, so, you know, kind of leading into this, I, I think it was I heard this Mike McCarthy say this when Packers were getting ready for Super Bowl 45, you know, because they were young team going into uh, that situation, all the hype and media. Steelers had been there for a while, and, and he had a line, and I'm going to butcher it, but I'll paraphrase it. He's like, all the experience, you know, the only reason when – or the only way experience matters is the lead-up to the game. Once the game starts, that doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that that sentiment, that all this, you know, hype that's leading up to a Super Bowl, that's where maybe some teams like the Chiefs have a little bit more experience with that, mm-hmm. where once that game starts, throw that out the window? For the most part, yeah. I mean, it's that uh, – that lead-up is what's different. Like, we were talking distractions. Mm-hmm. Those are some of the differences, the media days, the – the appearances you have to do, that's what makes that week different. And, yeah, once the ball gets kicked off, it's back to football. There's mm-hmm. no secrets to it. Everybody knows how to play. There's 11 guys on each side on the field. And that's the way you have to go into it mentally as well. Mm-hmm. I hated the time up to the game. Like, I hated the anticipation. Like It was always hurry up and wait. Yeah, let's, let's just go out there. Like, we know what we're doing. Let's just put all this other garbage away and let's go out there. And after the first snap of the game, you could almost breathe a sigh of relief, not because yeah. it, it, but it, it, everything went away except for your assignments and the guys around you, and it, it, uh, that's to me is one of probably the most the most memorable part of it is just being able to do that. You know, everything else just goes away. Mm-hmm. Hyper focus on one thing. It's amazing. Plus, you say uh, everybody's got butterflies before a game, and it's like if you don't have them, something's wrong with you. Yeah. And the later that game starts, the more you got to deal with that all during the day. Where mm-hmm. you know we used to think playing a 2.30 game in college was a long wait until I got to the NFL and you're playing a Monday night game and it's like, what are we doing all day? We're doing walkthroughs in the parking lot or in the ballroom (laughs) of the hotel. You know, like we're doing meetings where the the coaches are suggesting, like, try to take a two-hour nap or something. It's like... I don't think I could take a two-hour nap before a game. No. With me, it was either in the playbook or try and get something on the TV that you could Mm -hmm. draw your attention to to not focus. When's when's it going to start? Just watching the clock seconds tick down. Is so. there ever such thing you mentioned the playbook like 
doing it too much, looking at the playbook. You know, you hear that a lot when it comes to studying. Sometimes, like, people say, got to take a break or anything like that. Is there ever such thing, though, when it comes to, like, doing too much? I don't think in football. Much, you know? <laughs> like I said, in college, like, you know, we talk about different schemes, and obviously we were big with the zone in college. And I go, 22, 23 zone, 24, 25 zone. We probably practice that over a million times. And if we were playing today and we had a game tomorrow, we'd be practicing the same zone play <laughs> mm-hmm. over and over and over. It doesn't matter how many times you play. You, you, our goal was we knew we were never going to play a perfect game, but you practiced to try mm-hmm. to play that perfect game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't. I, I think when it comes to football, studying and practicing – there's never practice. There's a limit on how much, how hard you go for so long. Right. You can't beat somebody up and where they don't have it for uh, kickoff. But yeah, practice and studying. Mm-hmm. You can't do too much. Yeah. Yeah. We even recall times where you know, it's like midnight, and we're calling each other like on the backside of uh, of a zone on the, against this defense, and, and and the backer slides over. It might have this. I mean, I mean, we, there were so many conversations in the offensive line. Just going over the playbook at like eleven mm-hmm. and twelve o'clock at night, trying to to find out what the scheme was, you know. Mm-hmm. So we were yeah. even joking the other day about how in college we had to do tests that we had to turn it written tests <laughs> about <laughs> our opponents that we had to turn in the day before the game. So we'd get them two days before the game and had different defenses. They'd call different plays, and you had to draw up the whole blocking scheme. Oh, and uh, yeah, we'd get together like, "Hey, can I see your tackle? Like, <laughs> do you have the? You know, like if I'm playing guard, like what's the right tackle doing on the backside of a power? Like I don't know because yeah. I'm always on the play side. You know, so yep. you're asking those questions. But I think doing that, we learned a lot about the system. We learned a lot about each other. We started gaining trust in each other. And I think that's how we developed into a experienced offensive line at that mm-hmm. time. So I want to ask you kind of a couple of different questions. It's based off maybe a little speculation, but considering what you've seen or what you've heard or what you know, if you could play for one of these coaches, who would it be? Mike uh, or Kyle Shanahan or Andy Reid? I have to go with Andy Reid just because the longevity he has um, and – Again, no skin in the game. Respect both coaches tremendously, but I think Andy Reid's hilarious, and yeah. I, he'd be fu- he'd be fun to play for. Mm-hmm. I agree with Joe. Everything <laughs> Joe just said. Yeah, both coaches are great, but Andy Reid's one of those guys like you just want to play for him. So mm-hmm. yeah, Andy and for Reed the longevity, out. but also it seems like he really adapts to, yes. to his players mm-hmm. and on offense. You know, sometimes it feels like you get coaches that maybe get a little stale or don't adapt. It seems like he's done that throughout his entire career yeah and he's getting the best out of the players he's not trying to put the player in the system he's working the system around the player yeah. so yeah i think that's definitely helped him tremendously with success now since you mentioned that let me ask you this this whole debate about system quarterbacks is that a negative thing? i don't feel like that should be a negative term like i feel like people use the term system quarterback as a negative like brock purdy you know in this everybody's like he's a game manager it's just I almost feel like the good quarterbacks are system quarterbacks because they're playing within the system. Mm -hmm. 100%. And this stuff about Purdy is, from a player standpoint, I think it's absolutely comical. You know, like how much, uh, you know, if he gets a ring and is wearing a Super Bowl ring, I'm sure he's going to say, you could call me whatever you want to call me. Yeah. You know, I'm a quarterback that started and won a Super Bowl and it's my second year in the league. Yeah. You know, like what it, call him whatever you want to call him. Yep. Exactly. Dudes in the Super Bowl. Almost at that point in time, just for the laugh factor. I would have system quarterback engraved on my ring if I won that thing, just so I could walk around and say, you know, I didn't win, but um, I was just, I was just a system. The system won. I was just a quarterback at the system. That's but pretty swag. That's right how there. I would. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> have that little bit of, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. exactly. I just, you know, the more you think about it, it's like 
Because I feel like even like Patrick Mahomes, he might be good in another system, but with Andy Reid, mm-hmm. that's where I think he's just lighting it up because right. of that system that he's in. Absolutely. No, 100% agree. And that that's where I am was pointing out about Andy Reid adjusting the system for the player where, to your point, yeah, you don't want to put a Mahomes in a drop back and you can't run the ball and right. we don't want you scrambling. Yeah. It's not going to be the same. Yeah. It's like not going to work. Making Lamar Jackson a pocket passer exactly. or like that. 100%. You know? So which running back, Isaiah Pacheco, like Christian McCaffrey does everything, you know, running, you know, catching the ball out of the field? Mm-hmm. Or Isaiah's a little bit more of a power guy, which, you know, which do you have a preferred running style as offensive lineman? Or does that really not matter when it gets to a running back? I, uh, I obviously we had Ron Dane. I was going to say so Ron gonna be, might be it, listening. It, yeah, so, it's going to be tough to not say we love and respect power. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like I used to say about Ron, especially early on in our career, where we were not as experienced as we were at the end, where all you had to do was get about two inches and Ron, a two inch gap between you and the player to your right or left, and Ron was going to punch through that two inch hole and get you six yards. Where uh, we choke Michael Bennett, the running back we had after Ron, who ended up having a tremendous uh, last year at Wisconsin. We had, we used to have to coach him up. He used to run into our lower backs. You were and telling I, that story. Yeah, we took shower. him in the shower yeah. one day to show the face mask marks. So, you know, it's just that little difference where Ron, he was patient. But, yeah, the power, I mean, mm-hmm. you don't want to get a knee to your, your chin from Ron Day and he'll knock you out. Yeah. So, old lineman respect that. I love it, that it, shower it, story. And just his patience. I mean, Ron was patient because he, he, there was that trust there where I know they're going to get their blocks. It just takes time. It's not a quick zone. Is not quick. Your combo block coming off on a linebacker. Mm-hmm. You have to establish the down lineman block and then come off on the linebacker. And if you leave too early, the play is doesn't make it. So he was patient enough to be able to see and then have the explosive enough to, to hit the hole when it did go. So yeah, he was uh, just an unbelievable running back. Mm-hmm. All right. So I got to get you guys the names on the marker board here now. You got to mm. make some official picks here. All right. Who you uh, who you rolling with? All right. Well, I can give you a little bit of a rendition as to why I'm choosing who I'm choosing. Um, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a, not a Chiefs fan, but I do like Andy Reid and uh, of course not former Badger with Leo Chanel playing for the Chiefs. You always got to root for your guys that went there. Mm-hmm. However, comma, I also love the underdog, and that's what I do. And uh, Brock Purdy right now is. This is kind of one of those stories where, you know, you're rooting for the guy just because mm-hmm. of what we talked about. The guy's not getting a lot of respect. You know, he's just a system quarterback. You know, he's drafted the last, was it Mr. Irrelevant? Mr. Irrelevant, yeah, stepping up. So yeah, I, I'm going to go with the 49ers because of that right there. I'm, I'm going to be a lot quicker than Joe. I'm also <laughs> going with the 49ers, and I think Joe's just going with them because I said I'm going with them. So I, I'll let him give the lengthy <laughs> answer. But, yeah, basically for the main reasons. You know, like looking at underdog, you know, sort of fell in love with the whole Purdy story, want to see him finish it out. Uh, but, yeah, two really good teams, two really good coaches, and it's going to be an exciting game to watch. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, all right, before I let you go, I got kudos to, to Cabin Coffee, too, because you're helping out uh, with HSHS mm-hmm. and employees uh, uh, bring your badge in, Purveya, free coffee, right? Absolutely. Uh, you know, um, it's been hard on the community. We have friends um, that work for the Purveya and for Sacred Heart and uh, obviously going through a rough time um, just as a friendship. and. To get back to the community, uh, and that's what we're about at Cabin Coffee. So yeah, that that, that was a no brainer when it came mm-hmm. up. But, uh, it just we we need to do this. Mm-hmm. So show and our support. And that goes on uh, the 11th through the 17th. Yep. So the week of there. Valentine's Day. Perfect. So. so yes, please bring that over. And a big thanks to you guys for Absolutely. for doing that for 
for the community. Maybe they get uh, try out the flavor of the month. There you go. Over there. Flavor of the month is going to be your uh, Melt My Heart Mocha. Mm-hmm. So strawberry, dark chocolate, espresso. Yeah, absolutely. Not, 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 not a bad flavor in that cup. So. No. Uh, my wife asked me how it was the other day, and I said, eh, you would enjoy it. Yeah, Maybe absolutely. not uh, dropping the F-bomb like she did uh, the last time <laughs> uh, with that one over there, but you never know, right? It's so. got that chocolate-covered strawberry effect mm-hmm. going on. So. And don't forget, too, if you're looking for any Valentine's Day gifts, absolutely. gift cards, gift cards. get a mug of Joe's lovely face on there, too. Make uh, somebody jealous in your family. Absolutely. That, you know, drinking from Joe's mugs, so. Yep, stop on by. If I'm there, I'll sign it for you. Ooh, there you go. Look at that. Write a love note there to your sweetheart. Okay, <laughs> I want you to write a note. I want you to write one for, for my wife and see how you got the notebook right there. So yeah, Joe's like a poet, too. <laughs> oh, it comes in notes. Oh, yeah, it comes in. I just pull it out of my head. <laughs> Describe her eyes for me. I'll go off that. Oh, yeah. Is it like one of those Mad Libs where you just fill in the blanks on certain ones over there? It's a haiku. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, well, it is Valentine's uh, week next week, too. So, a uh, perfect date, too, maybe for a lunch or breakfast over there. So uh, hit it up. They got the big menu, wide range of options. Guys, again, uh, podcast coming soon yep. for, for you guys, so yep. make sure you're following them on. 217 South Mills on all the social media, and uh, plan is probably within about a week or so we're going to have episodes dropping, so Perfect. keep a lookout for it. Yeah, follow along on Facebook, Twitter, uh, for updates on there. And uh, I could tell on the video, too, the, the fast one, when I saw you take your hat off, I'm like, something must not have been going right. Yeah, or the stretching. <laughs> yeah. And like, or the I'm constant just, moving and yeah. fidgeting. Because yeah. I, I hate sitting here, and I can't figure it out. So my knee is bouncing, and I'm starting to get more and more impatient. I'm just like, because, like, again, not AV people, not IT people, not even a little bit. So we've been learning this stuff from scratch, trial and error. Dan's done a tremendous job helping us out, like, you know, again, I'm sure he he, he he gets our voicemails and our text messages, and there's definitely an eye roll. Like, oh, just, no. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> not. just figure it out, guys. Yeah, Just but. like when you guys make it big, though, just let me know. So just, uh, you know, give me a shout-out. Absolutely. So. We'll, we'll pull the McAfee giving you your big check with the zeros yes. at the end of it. Like, Dan, we need you in here. It's like one cent maybe or something. <laughs> <laughs> guys, we appreciate it, and uh, it's always fun catching up with you. So uh, enjoy the game this week, and uh, we'll catch up with you again next week, okay? Take care. Awesome. Thank you very much. You got it. That's going to do it for us on this episode of the Man Cave Podcast, brought to you by Hy-V and Toys and Ford. Again, big thanks to... Bill and Joe for joining us for this uh, episode. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to the Man Cave Podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you got a few seconds, if you could give us a five-star rating and a positive review like on Apple so others can find the podcast. Until next time, I'm Dan Casper, and I will talk to you on the next episode of the Man Cave Podcast.